some of the most successful investors will tell you from experience that their worst investments were when they went off strategy. Know who you are, how much effort you're willing to put in, and then that drives your decision-making framework to what your strategy should be, then staying disciplined to that strategy. From Stuttgart.io, this is Renegade Investors, the show that rebels against the conventional wisdom of investing. We are Hoda and Arash, your hosts and the co-founders of Stockard. The conversation in this show is not investment advice. The hosts and their guests may or may not have invested in the companies we discuss. Don't make investment decisions solely based on what you hear on this show. Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to this episode of Renegade Investors. I'm your host, Arash, and I have my co-host, Hoda, here with me in the studio. Hello, everybody. We've got a fantastic episode lined up for you. Yes. Today's episode is a part of our 2018 Top 30 Young Investor series. In our conversation with several users of the stock card platform and members of the Intelligent Investor Facebook group, younger and newer investors especially have told us they cannot relate to most of the successful investors that are known as role models. That's very true. While investors such as Warren Buffett or Peter Lynch are aspirational role models, most younger people do not see themselves to live like Warren Buffett. I think younger investors like to invest in technology, be at the forefront of the trends that are shaping the future. So that's why we chose today's guest. He is a young and successful renegade investor that goes against the prevailing wisdom of investing in his own unique way. It's easy to imagine any young and new investor can succeed just the same way our today's guest has succeeded. Let's say hello to our guest. I'm Nathan Patricia. I'm the managing partner at Unshackled Ventures, a fund that we started about four years ago. Um, We do very early stage investing. Our investing is primarily focused on private companies and very early stage private companies. But I've been a public market investor as well, including including investments in index funds. So there's, uh, you know, the perspective includes a wide spectrum. From your conversation with Nitin, one thing that surprised me the most, and we see it uh, quite often with successful investors, is that they all start learning very early on. I started investing out of my childhood savings when I was 15 or 16 wow. in public markets in India. Wow. Um, and that was primarily to learn how things work, uh, which was obviously a good way to lose your savings. Uh, but, uh, you know, what it, taught, what it taught me is a way to analyze information, a, a public market information in particular, um, which is very different from how we look at things today. Um, and so that perspective opened up the avenues to be curious, mm-hmm. be asking questions, mm-hmm. um, digging for information. Building on top of that, Nitin explained to me how starting early helped him learn two very important lessons about how successful investors make investment decisions. You need to have a strategy. Mm-hmm. It, it, it could be any strategy, but you need a strategy that strategy should have some backing that it's unique or gives you unique access, unique knowledge advantage, mm-hmm. um, or some kind of an advantage that allows you to be a better investor mm-hmm. than the average market, right? Because if you're just an average market performing investor, might as well put money into other people's hands, right? Yeah. Um, the second thing that came with it is being disciplined. Right. Because um, 
the you can have a strategy, but if you don't stick to it, that strategy is worth nothing. And yeah. so some of the most successful investors will tell you from experience that their worst investments were when they went off strategy, mm. right? That that strategy drift, um, which could come from momentum, which could come from friends doing something or, or just something looks too glamorous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that learning is what stayed with me. Agreed. As I was listening to the conversation with Nitin, he shared this universal wisdom of investing that most often get ignored by the everyday investor. He talked about how a key element of his success is his ability and decision to be disciplined and stick to his strategy. I think that is a fundamental reason why some people succeed at investing and others don't. When I was doing this, kind of just playing with my personal money, Mm -hmm. it was, as I said, experimentation. And so just being an analytical, self-aware type of person, you kind of reflect back and you say, okay, so I bought this stock. It's working great. Um, Or in the last three years, here's things that work great. Here's things that didn't work. And you start looking at what went wrong. So, for example, investing in uh, public market stocks a, a disciplined approach, a strategy that I came up with is to find undervalued stocks with respect to um, P.E. ratios, P.E. growth ratios compared to market, um, the value of the company, market capitalization versus net assets of the company. And so, you know, I was I was analyzing a lot of information mm-hmm. um which was publicly available, mm-hmm. I kind of laid my own rules. I don't know if wow. those rules were good rules or not. But it worked but for you. there was a strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and every investor similarly comes up with a strategy. Um, when I invested outside of those rules, mm. those turned out to be not great investments for mm. me. Yeah. Because when you're public market investing, it's not just about investing it's also about where you exit yeah right and so when you're not in your strategy you tend to make decisions based on emotions or momentum so you you look at a time frame you say you know i i I bought apple at 90 went down to 60 i'm out Mm -hmm. right two months later it's 120 yeah right and and you're just you don't have a philosophy there yeah um i think discipline kind of comes down to do you Mm. believe in your own philosophy Mm. which is significantly amplified now with what i do with the jackal ventures right so uh, looking at how we invest there's a there's a very clear strategy Mm -hmm. we're investing in immigrant founded companies at extremely early stages and this is long-term investing so in in this cycle in this philosophy you're looking at strategy drifts will come if we start looking at okay there's this really hot cities a company yeah. let's go put some money in that and you know we we for whatever reason have access to it yeah. but if if that starts becoming a big portion of my portfolio of our portfolio at Enchackel it will likely not perform as well yeah. as it has been yes i love that Having a strategy and stick to it is the main process all successful investors follow. However, there's a big challenge, especially for the newer investors, to stay true to their strategy no matter what. You know, Arash, we've been talking about it so many times, but the emotional reaction that all of us naturally show to the ups and downs of the market, it's not difficult task to overcome. I ask Newton how he masters his emotions and stick to his strategy even 
it gets emotional in the market or the startups that he's investing in. Um, some, some, some things happen to them or things, you know, if it's the stock market, things go up and down. If the, if it's startups, it gets emotional every day, as he puts it. Let's see what he had to say. But that's one of the most difficult things to do, just mastering your own kind of emotion. I, I, I think it's about building that muscle. It's, mm. it's, it's like, you know, when the first time you, I have, a, I have two kids. The first time kids go on monkey bars, they can't hang on for too long. Yeah. They keep trying it. They keep trying it. And now, like, they, they can be on monkey bars endlessly. And yeah. imagine, like, how how does this happen? It's building that muscle. Yeah. And so, so discipline is a muscle. Yeah. And, and, and you just have to keep working at it. You'll make a few mistakes. As long as you're reflective and self-aware, you will learn from those mistakes and figure out, you know what, off-discipline, off-strategy investing is really not for me. Or I need to go back and change my strategy because, because the strategy isn't work. working mm-hmm. and then stick to that refined strategy. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it takes practice. Yeah. Um, and, and it obviously takes self-awareness, it, it, you know, um, uh, an unbiased open type of thinking process that mm. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. My strategy could be wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and I could make wrong decisions. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to, to, to stay it. true to it. Yeah. That is very true. All right. Before we continue, let's take a quick break and we will be back with uh, this week's featured renegade investor, Nitin Patisia. <music> Hey Oda, I hear we're doing something cool and special on November 8th in San Francisco. Tell us about it. Oh yeah, we are having a full day how to invest workshop in San Francisco on November 8th. It is designed for people who want to get started with investing, even if it's with a small amount of money or like for people with limited investing experience. So we've got a great location. You and I went to pick up the location, Arash, actually, in yep. FIDI, Financial Districts in San Francisco. It's a very cool place. We've got amazing food, coffee, drinks. It's going to be a great day of hands-on conversations and learning about how to create your own personalized plan to start investing for the long term in the stock market. And you also get a chance to hang out and network with a stock card crew and and other fellow long-term investors. So we have a special uh, promotion code for you. Go to howtoinvest.university, register for the workshop, and use promo code RENEGADE to get a special $30 off of your ticket. And also, we've added something special for you guys, um, the podcast audience. You will get invited to an invite-only happy hour that happens just right after the workshop. So it's howtoinvest.university. Use promo code RENEGADE to get a special $30 off of your ticket and get invited to invite-only happy hours. We're looking forward to seeing you guys. Welcome back, everyone. This is Renegade Investors Podcast, and we are featuring Nitin Patisia, managing partner of Unshackled Ventures here in Silicon Valley, whose fund invests in early stage immigrant founders. He is also a mentor at Founder Institute Silicon Valley Chapter, where I was lucky to first get to know him. 
You can find him on LinkedIn or go to Unshackled Ventures website at www.unshackledvc.com to get to know him and his work. I'll put a link to his LinkedIn and website in the podcast description so that you can find him easily. Before the break, we shared my conversation with Nitin about his unique ways of investing that has led to his success as an investor. Our conversation switched gear a bit and we talked about why these days in our society it is acceptable to try, learn, maybe fail a few times at everything else we do except investing. Being an average and not beating the average of the market, it's an accepted way of investing in today's society. So I asked Nitin, what does he think about this and where we went wrong as a society that being average is an acceptable way of investing? That, that parallel, if you, if you follow that parallel of going to the gym, right, everybody's at a different fitness level. Um, just because I, I go to the gym three times a day doesn't mean on Sunday I can go play football in NFL. I'm sure. not that fit. You're not right? that, yeah. I'm fit for a certain level of execution. Mm. And similarly, when it comes to investing, there's different forms of investing. There's mm. professional investing. Mm-hmm. There's investing as a hobby. Mm-hmm. There's investing just because my friend told me I'm getting in this company, you follow me yeah. uh, type of investing. And then there are things in between. Uh, what what people need to learn is investing is a form of building long-term wealth. It's mm-hmm. one way to do it. Mm-hmm. And and if you are just saving, not investing that in something, mm-hmm. um, the time value of money will make those savings worth less in future than they are today. Yeah. So the question then becomes, are you willing to do the work yourself mm-hmm. to find ways to be a good investor? Mm-hmm. Or you are not as fit as an NFL player. Yeah. So you're not going to play an NFL, but you will trust other players mm-hmm. to do that for you. Right. And in that case, you're now looking at my job is not to pick individual stocks because I don't have enough time mm-hmm. to build a strategy, get the data, analyze mm-hmm. that data. I will trust professionals or that. I will get the tools. Mm-hmm. So instead of playing in NFL, I play fantasy football. <laughs> so I still get my, you're still my, it, my yeah. satisfaction of being in the game. Yeah. And I'm very much engaged in the game. Mm. That has nothing to do with my fitness levels now. Yeah. But the, the the core aspect of that is you need to know, do you have enough time, mm. energy, and the bandwidth to bandwidth in terms of both money, resources, and time to be a professional investor yourself? Yeah. Or should you trust others? And this applies in, again, all forms of investing. We see this day in, day out with angel investors. Angel investing is a really easy way to lose money, (laughs) right? And you can lose money really fast, right? Because you're writing 25K, 50K, 10K checks. Um, If you don't have a strategy to be, um, same thing, sourcing deals. Mm -hmm. Where will I find my access points? Mm -hmm. How will I evaluate these opportunities? Mm -hmm. How will I stick to this investment thesis? Mm -hmm. And then what will I do to make this portfolio successful? Mm -hmm. If you don't have a strategy around that, effectively, you're getting second, third pickings. Because people who have a strategy, who are hustling out there to build that deal flow, Mm -hmm. are taking 
the top companies, yeah. right? So, so as an angel investor, you now have to think, I either invest time and energy mm-hmm. in really figuring out who will I associate with, what will my deal flow come from, yeah. or let me trust somebody else who is doing this mm-hmm. on you know, day in, day out basis. They're investing 100% of their resources and I can tag along with them. Yeah. I can build a relationship mm-hmm. or I trust my money to them mm-hmm. and let them invest Mm. And I believe they will outperform the market because of their strategy. So now, instead of instead of building your own strategy for individual companies, mm-hmm. you're building a strategy to identify who investors right investor who have a good strategy, yeah. right? And that's a different type of work. Yeah, that's not day to day meeting fifty companies a week. Yeah, type of work. Now mm. you're meeting a few VCs or a few. You know, the example, the platforms that allow you to do this, evaluate the the success of these platforms. Mm -hmm. In public markets, you have a lot of tools that have come up, including yours, for example, which help individual investors. So you you figure out how much time, energy and cost are you willing to invest in the process? And then based on that, you figure out, are you going to be an individual stock picker, yeah. individual company investor, yeah. or find a strategy that can scale, can scale. for you. Yeah. Right. That so makes sense. I, it's, when you when you start following that kind of thought process, now you say now you can be now you can have the right level of muscle yeah. for that strategy. <laughs> for that strategy. Right? I love that analogy. That's a pretty good one. As an investor, you really have to to first sit down and figure out what's your strategy yeah. and then be able to reflect back and modify it. Yeah, I love that. I think throughout the conversation, the prevailing theme is having the discipline and stick to your strategy and also be flexible in terms of if something is not working, tweak your course. But most important thing that I'm I'm learning from you, to be a renegade investor, to be a successful investor, you need to have that discipline to stick to that strategy. It all starts with being self-aware. Yeah. Know who you are, how much effort you're willing to put in and then that drives your decision making framework to what your strategy should be then staying disciplined to that strategy but if you don't know who you are and how much effort you can put in right like you said people get caught up in everybody around me is an angel investor right well that doesn't mean that you should also become an angel investor there there are certain things that should happen uh, before before you decide to start investing in individual companies. I love that. I agree. I think we all accept that if you want to be better than average in anything, you have to accept that there is a learning curve for it and you may make some mistakes. But when it comes to money, people prefer not to carry that burden on their shoulders. People don't want to feel responsible for risk of losing money, even if it's a short term or even if it's part of a learning process that eventually help you um, land in a better place. All right, Hoda, we are getting to the end and the moment the listeners have been waiting for. Did you play the game with Nitin? All right, so let's get to the game. So this is a game um, we I've learned it from the Motley Fool podcast host, Chris Hill, Buy, Sell, or Hold. It's yeah. the name of the game. And we don't necessarily look at the companies, but concepts or products in life. And then had they were an investment, would you put your money behind them or without not? any research? Without any research, because I don't know what you're about to ask. Yeah, so you don't know what I'm about a, to ask. This is a strategy drift we are getting into. Oh yeah, right oops. Away. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should not play that game. But it's just the game. 
All right, so knit and buy, sell, or hold scooters. Electronic scooters. Individually or as a company? No, individually, as, as a product. I would buy. Why is that? It solves for something that traditional transportation means aren't solving for. Wow, can you say more? Because the guest before you, we played the same game and she said, sell, 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 this is just doesn't solve no, any I, problem. I, I, so so my, my thinking is just we were caught up in this infrastructure that was built for cars, mm. right? So we have parking lots for cars. We have everywhere you go, there are parking lots for cars. The roads are structured for cars, mm-hmm. primarily for cars. And then biplanes and, and sidewalks come in as a supplement to, to the car lanes. Mm-hmm. Um, what, we, what we forgot is cars are meant for multiple people mm-hmm. and longer distances, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't mean that that's the exact same means that you have to use to go two miles as an individual. Mm-hmm. Mm. scooters are solving for or scooters electric scooters solve for short distance individual commute Mm. which is much less uh, polluting to the environment takes much less space and therefore the infrastructure needs Mm. are much smaller Mm. Um, and so you you look at cities that have a very high degree of congestion, mm. um, but are relatively smaller cities, mm. right? And the congestion is not citywide. The congestion is in pockets. Yeah. So for those pockets, why can't scooters be that solution? It's All it takes is you need to think about what's the infrastructure that the city should provide for, just that the city has invested yeah. uh, billions of dollars over years in the road infrastructure for cars. Yeah. What gets missed is, we take it for granted that that's the infrastructure. But mm. That didn't used to be the infrastructure when we were going around on horses. That's true. Right? Yeah. It used to yeah. be a different infrastructure that's for true. horses. And yeah. so um, a little bit of rethinking, but I, I'm I'm bullish on scooters as a means of transportation. That doesn't mean I would invest in another in a scooter company. company. No, I got you. <laughs> that's good. All right. I love that view. Wow, Arash. Nitin disagrees with you about the electronic scooters. What do you think now? <laughs> I will hold my ground on this one. I love Nitin's logic, but I think we have a long way to figure this one out. First of all, in its current form, they are very seasonal. Unless you are in a concentrated city with great year-round weather, that already narrows down the market drastically. Um, on the other hand, um, there is another invention that I think works better called bicycle. <laughs> um, having said that, um, I have been um, wrong before on a lot of other inventions, I would say, but um, I'm holding my ground on this one. Yeah, the jury is still out. All right, let's wrap it up with the last two questions I had for Nitin as a part of our buy, sell, or hold questions and game. Buy, sell, or hold the new home assistant device by Facebook called Portal. Competing with... Uh, sell. <laughs> sell. <laughs> Crash and burn. I don't need another camera. In you don't need another camera. All right, one last one. Buy, sell, or hold weed companies. Uh, it depends on what it is. So, so if the question is the industry as a whole, mm. um, I, 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 it's kind of 
the the thought process is kind of similar to scooters. Mm. So I'm a buy on cannabis as an industry. Mm. Um, we've just like with means of transportation, mm. there's uh, there's a given stigma that we've attached to cannabis yeah. as a drug, yeah. but bad drug, yeah. not good drug as in painkiller yeah. drugs. Mm-hmm. And so um, there are. I, I I think we're I think enough weightage is not being given to the positive yeah. effects yeah. of what cannabis can do as a medical supplement yeah. um, or a replacement for other much worse chemically chemicals yeah. exactly yeah. chemicals that we're inhaling mm-hmm. and so um, I I think there's there's a really um, really unique positioning for cannabis as uh, a treatment as well as a recreational element which is significantly which could be significantly better than smoking cigarettes yeah. or or uh, even alcohol mm-hmm. but again these are things that have so, so, uh, that have societal acceptance mm-hmm. because of the longevity of how long they've been around yeah the the societal acceptance of you call weed mm. is this is what drug dealers deal in, yeah. and, and so we've we've now cast that out mm. without giving it the full value that it that it deserves. Yeah. Which you could I could say the same thing for a lot of high dosage um, or or um, prescription only painkillers. Yeah, that's true. Drug dealers are dealing those too. Yeah, right. But they're still being made legally by very valuable companies. Yeah. So I, I think these are areas in which scooters and cannabis are areas in which you need a new way of looking at yeah. things and thinking about as an innovation or as a new resource that's available to us, mm. what can we do as a city, as a society mm. to use the to use these to the benefits of everybody. Yeah. Understanding that there may be some misuse. Yeah. Like anything else. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What innovation does not get misused? Yeah. Right? We 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 learned how to tame fire, how to create and contain fire. Mm-hmm. It still causes a lot of damage. Yeah, of course. Right? Wow, I love that. I never thought it, about it that way. <laughs> we we learned to to make, deliver and use electricity. Yeah. People still get a shock and, and get yeah. hurt yeah. by it. That doesn't mean we stop using electricity. That's so true. The, there's positive and there's negatives, except the negatives get over-glorified for a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. political or otherwise, uh, but a fresh set of eyes will help. I love that. Well, I love how you bring that discipline way of thinking to everything we talked about. Uh, thank you very much for giving us this time. I know your time is very valuable, but uh, it's an honor to have you on our show. Thank you very much. Our website is stockcard.io. StockCard is a cheat sheet for long-term stock market investors. Sign up and create a free account with one click. All right, folks, that's it for this episode of Renegade Investors. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you had fun listening to us, give us a review. We read all of your reviews and comments. You may even get featured in the future episodes. That's true. That's very true. While investors such as... Such as... Such as... Such as... Oh my God. <laughs>
That was John Connery speaking here. <laughs> sure wish we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we're rolling. We're wasting tape. We're wasting tape. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right.